So there's this obnoxious little girl, her name's Greta Thunberg, and the left has made her the leading authority on climate change, which means we have to sit here and be lectured by a little brat who doesn't really know a damn thing about the climate other than, I don't know, her emissions-free yacht didn't sink? Okay. Yeah, she came across the Atlantic on a yacht that didn't, admit, that didn't emit carbon or whatever. Why can't you do that? This girl should be shouting to a therapist, not to the world. And shame on the left for exploiting her in this manner. Sorry if I don't want a petulant little child lecturing me on how to live my life, but it's time we cancel Greta for her own well-being, especially when her country is being ravaged by migrants. That's what's killing her people, not the climate. And it would be nice if she acknowledged that. So this is a strategy that we've seen from the left time and time again. All right, they put out a child. They say, you can't criticize her. She's just a kid. You're a grown man. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you criticize an innocent little child? So my new rule is if you put an innocent child out into the public sphere to advocate for political causes, then they're fair game. All right, I want to tell you about our sponsor today, who is Keeps. If you don't want to lose your hair, right, who does? Well, if you are losing it, the cause could be a hormone called DHT. And now there's a possible solution for it. The FDA approved two hair treatment products to help control your DHT and prevent you from losing your hair. And it's even triggered hair regrowth in a good percentage of guys. But until now, those products were very expensive. You had to go to your doctor to get them. Who wants to do that? Who wants to see another doctor? So here's the good news. Keeps, they offer the generic versions of those two approved hair products. So not only are they up to 90% effective, now they are totally affordable. And with Keeps, you can save your hair without ever even leaving your couch. You answer a few questions, you snap a few pictures of your hair, and a licensed doctor will review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. And then it is discreetly shipped to your door. So I got you a special deal. To get it, go to keeps.com slash WHB for your free online doctor consult and get your first month of hair treatments for free. Go to keeps.com slash WHB. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash WHB. Keeps.com slash WHB. So the 16-year-old Swede, Greta Thunberg, she's the latest trendy thing on the scene. Nobody knows why. She doesn't offer any expertise because she's 16 years old. She has not said anything profound ever. And yet everybody's talking about her because of her wild theatrics. This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering, people are dying, entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction and all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? Woo! Yes, how dare you? How dare you? I mean, I don't mean to laugh at a little girl, but I mean, come on. The thing no one wants to talk about is how her comments make absolutely no sense. Why is she lucky? Who stole her dreams away? If she should be back in school, then why isn't she? 
Why is she at the UN? And who's talking about eternal economic growth? None of it makes sense. And it doesn't need to. Because the point is, this is a child. And you can't criticize a child. And everything she says is completely accurate because she's a child. And how dare you criticize a child? Look, if you put a kid in the public eye, we should be allowed to criticize her ideas. You know, it's like what they did with Camera Hog. I mean, you, you cannot criticize this genius. After all, he is a child. Well, if he's a child, then why is he giving speeches? Why is he advocating policies? He needs to be on the playground with Greta Thunberg. But they know what they're doing, and it's strategic. Why is some little girl lecturing the world on climate change? Because if it's a little girl, you can't criticize her or you can't criticize any of her insane ideas. And extra points, by the way, if she has a mental disorder, which is factually accurate, she has Asperger's, but if she has all of those boxes checked, you can't criticize her. And yet Michael Knowles got in big trouble, big trouble from Fox News for presenting factual information, watch. The climate hysteria movement is not about science. If it were about science, it would be led by scientists rather than by politicians and a mentally ill Swedish child who is being exploited by her parents and by the international left. You. So what you're seeing here is a political movement and a religious movement, and it's fulfilling religious and political goals of the left, but it isn't doing very much for science. Chris, you had a visceral reaction to that. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you're a grown man and you're attacking a child. Shame on you. She's trying I'm to not, do I'm what she thinks the left is, for is right. And by the way, now right, relax, skinny boy. I got this. Okay, you're attacking a child. You're a grown man. Have some. Coops, I'm not. I'm attacking okay, the left for exploiting a mentally I, maybe on, ill child. Maybe on your maybe on your podcast, you get away and say whatever you want because nobody's listening. You're on national television. Be a grown up when you're talking about children. Yeah, S says the grown man throwing a tantrum. But you can't attack children. And that is exactly why they put them in front of you to push political agendas. If you put a target that is unassailable, you can't attack their message. And that's what I find so despicable. That's why I'm pushing her, I'm pushing her aside. I'm pushing Greta Thunberg aside and I'm gonna attack everyone who put her there. I'm, attack her, her, I'm gonna attack her parents all of these celebrities who are propping her up, the United Nations, why is a child speaking at the United Nations? I mean, this is a horrible position to put a child in, especially one who is as, uh, as scared as she appears to be. If she's so worried about her future, there are a lot of other issues that she could focus on. For instance, explosions are literally becoming a national emergency in Sweden, in her country, Sweden has experienced a sharp rise in explosions because of criminal gangs. The country has seen a record growth in population over the last few years because of immigration. And what's also gone up along with the immigration? Oh yeah, crime and rape, obviously. They try to pretend like no-go zones are just a myth. Yeah, they don't really exist. No, they're, they're not no-go zones. They just have particularly exposed areas, which means that they have people who are unwilling to participate in legal proceedings in those areas, which means there's a hindrance of Swedish police operations in those areas. And in those areas, they have parallel social structure. Uh, Sharia. Violent extremism, they call it. It's Sharia. And it's in large part because of the migrants. 
So I don't know, maybe little Miss Greta could spend more of her time protecting that because that's more likely to take her life than any problems with the globe, any problems with the climate is. Just saying. But the problem is she's not coming up with these ideas on her own. After all, she's but a little girl. But she has parents and she has teachers who are likely indoctrinating her and it's making her terrified. As many children, many generations before her have also been traumatized by these overblown threats of climate change. So what they're doing is the, the feelings that a 16-year-old has, they're taking those and they have reprogrammed the normal 16-year-old you know, fanaticism that you see and that goes into boy bands and that goes into teenage movies and goes into, you know, stuff like Pokemon. They're taking all of that stuff and they are turning it towards something scary. But what is scary is using children to push political agendas that cannot be opposed because they're children after all. And so if you put children in front of us to seriously present their ideas, then I'm sorry, but their ideas are fair game for criticism. You know, the rules are different because they are changing the rules here. And so we have to adapt. You know, it used to be you can't, you can't criticize children, but now they're putting children in front of us to push an agenda. So I say that child is fair game for criticism. You know, don't go after, don't go after children. Well, it's one thing if it's, you know, M Sasha or Malia Obama, you know, they're enjoying a beer, maybe they're underage, but they're not in the political eye. They're not pushing an agenda. Fine, let, don't go after them. But if you put a child at the UN and say we cannot criticize her, that's markedly unfair, especially when the children on the right are always fair game for criticism, right? Nick Sandman, criticize him all you want. Kyle Kashiv, criticize him all you want. He's a, he's a terrible character. Criticize children on the right all you want. But Greta Thunberg, no, she's off limits. And how dare you? How dare you? The answer is she is criticizable and we will proudly and loudly criticize her on this program because her ideas are abominable and she should be in school, not at the UN. All right, so we're gonna get we're gonna get wonky for a little bit, and you know it, it's gonna be a bit of a journey, but it's important because what the Democrats are doing is they are trying to increase the number of Democrats in the Senate. So you think this might be a DC insider issue, but it actually affects all of you, and I'll tell you how. You know there are serious issues in Congress right now. There are serious issues they should spend their time on. There's a crisis on the southern border. We're twenty-two trillion dollars in debt. We're fighting wars in country that we, cr countries that we can't even find on a map. So with all of this on our plate, what are the House Democrats focused on? Oh, of course, making Washington, D.C. a state. That's right, the House, the House of Representatives is considering a proposal to make D.C. the 51st state. Advocates for D.C. statehood stress that the 700,000 citizens of D.C., they deserve to be represented in Congress, something that can't happen unless they are a state. So as a DC resident myself, I wanna get into the reasons why DC statehood is a terrible idea. But let's start by just cutting through the BS as to what all of this is about. Because despite the rhetoric they spew, there's only one reason the Democrats and DC leadership want this. And it starts with an S and it ends with an Ennett Democratic majority. So as a state, DC would have two seats in the US Senate, two additional Democratic seats, because you know as well as I do, they'd be fully owned by the Democrats. Now, yes, there are plenty of other states that reliably elect only Democratic senators, but this is different because 
Just saying the Democrat Party dominates D.C. does not let you appreciate the reality here. Now, in 2016, 4% of D.C. citizens, 4% voted for Donald Trump. 4%! So to put that in perspective, the state that gave Trump the lowest vote percentage was Hawaii. And Hawaii gave him 30%. 4% versus 30%. And Trump is not an exception. In D.C., no Republican presidential candidate has even broken double digits since 1988. And ever since the 23rd Amendment gave D.C. the ability to vote for president back in the 1960s, the Republican candidate to get the most votes was Richard Nixon. He got 21 percent. All right. As The Washington Post reported last year concerning D.C. voters, quote, registered Democrats at 360,107 represent 76 percent of the electorate. 76% of the electorate. The district's second largest voting bloc, non-party registrants or independents, total 78,178 or 16.5% of the voters. Only 29,136 residents are registered Republican. That amounts to 6.15% of registered voters. 6.15% Republican. So, I mean, if you're starting to get the impression that D.C. politics is a little bit one-sided, well, it gets worse. The D.C. City Council is made up of members elected by each ward, as well as a few at-large seats voted on by the entire city. And every election, the D.C. Republican Party only puts out one candidate focusing all of their resources on just one of these at-large seats. Every election, they fail. A Republican hasn't sat on the D.C. City Council in 10 years. 10 years since a woman named Carol Schwartz was voted out. And Carol Schwartz was the most successful Repu Republican in the history of DC politics. And what does Carol Schwartz believe in? Well, Carol Schwartz was also a pro-abortion, anti-school choice Republican. So she's not really even like a conservative, all right? So this whole statehood idea will never pass while Republicans control the Senate. I mean, it would be a suicide, but it would be a guaranteed two extra Democratic Senate seats every election until the end of the world, basically. So DC Mayor Muriel Bowser, this woman, who I, I'm pretty sure is this guy's daughter. I think we've confirmed that they are related, all right? She addressed this fact at the hearing last week, and to paraphrase, she basically just said, uh, yeah, so. So, <laughs> I mean, her name's Bowser, all right? So can we even take her seriously? Maybe she didn't say, whoa, ho, 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 ho. That's all I heard, though. No. But two extra senators is exactly what they want. And she basically admitted that. She said that's the whole point. And she and the other D.C. leaders make sure that all D.C. residents serve as pawns in their Senate seat agenda. But since they need at least some way to justify the scam as to, oh, yeah, we, 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 they can't come out and say we just want extra Democratic seats in the Senate. So instead, they make up this excuse and they say, oh, no, it's, it's about taxation. All right. Just like the founders wanted. This is about taxation without representation. And so they're all fake crying about paying all the same taxes while not getting the same influence as the real states do. Oh, boo hoo. You know, if you've ever been to D.C., you see the license plates and they force, they force each resident with a car to participate in this ridiculous protest. Taxation again uh, without representation. And back in 2000, 
uh, in the year 2000, the DC government added the slogan to the license plate, the slogan taxation without representation. They added that to the license plate. It looks real classy, right? Now, not everyone in DC agrees with the connotation here, including uh, this guy, but we all get it on our license plates anyway, because government. Statehood activist Mark Plotkin defended forcing the political phrase down citizens' throat by saying, quote, this is a statement of fact, a statement of condition, irrefutable. If it said no taxation without representation, it would be a point of view, but just saying taxation without representation is just a point of fact. So if we're into just putting points of fact on license plates, I guess Mark would support DC license plates with the slogan, uh, our city kills over 5,000 babies a year through abortions. Why don't you put that on the license plate? I mean, after all, it's a statement of fact. But even after that neutrality argument, in 2017, they changed the slogan to say, end taxation without representation. Apparently the, uh, apparently the original taxation without representation was just too subtle for them. Now, I should point out that you can get DC license plates without this ridiculous phrase on it, but you have to specifically ask for them at the, at the DMV. And if you don't think to do that, you'll get this trashy one by default. But the DC government has considered removing even that option. They've considered not letting you get a license plate that says taxation without representation. So it seems DC, they're pro-choice when it comes to killing babies. Oh, we're pro-choice, but they're not pro-choice when it comes to your license plate. But for the sake of argument, let's pretend like the Democrats are making, <laughs> let's pretend like the Democrats are making the statehood argument in good faith, which of course they are not. Why shouldn't DC be a state? Well, I've got three reasons for you. Number one, it simply does not meet the criteria for becoming a state. And I don't mean that as in some official criteria, but that it's just not comparable to any actual state. Advocates, they always highlight that there are two states with lower populations, so why shouldn't DC be able to be a state? Okay, so congratulations, DC could be the third least populous state in the union, but there are bigger, bigger issues than that. DC encompasses 68 square miles. The smallest state by landmass, Rhode Island, is 1,200 square miles. So I don't know, do you see a little bit of a difference there? Now to point out the obvious, <laughs> DC is made up of one singular city, a single city, okay? I mean, what other state? It is completely unprecedented for a single city to be considered a state, that's ridiculous. What are we, Greece? What are we, Athens? What are we, Sparta? <laughs> We're Washington, D.C., I guess. And so if we wanted to do that, why start with D.C.? America has 19 cities with more people than D.C. Why don't they all get statehood, too? Oh, because that's not how statehood works. And then there's the economy, all right? States typically, if not universally, have diverse economies with various industries. What economies does D.C. have? D.C. has government. DC's entire industry is government. Its chief export is government. So it's a pretty crappy economy at that. But the fact is, the founders didn't want DC to be a state. The constitution gives control of the district exclusively to Congress. And that's not something they can even willingly give up without a constitutional amendment. But since Democrats do not care about the Constitution, they're trying to pass it as a normal law which would violate said Constitution and wind up in the Supreme Court. And above all, this DC statehood nonsense is simply not practical. 
The new bill proposes shrinking down the federal land to a minimal enclave encompassing basically the Capitol building, the White House, the National Mall, and other major monuments. And everything else would be a part of this like a new state of Democratistan, all right? But as James Madison explained in Federalist Paper number 43, the whole point of the district was to keep the government away from the outsized influence of any one state's control. And as Congressman Jim Jordan pointed out at last week's hearing, the new state would hold a great deal of control over the downsized federal land. Under H.R. 51, the federal government would be entirely dependent upon the new state of Washington, D.C. for water, for utilities, for infrastructure, communications, even police and fire services. By virtue of this relationship, this new state would have incredible power over the other states. That's why this issue deserves an honest discussion. But we're not getting an honest discussion, are we? We're not getting an honest discussion from the Democrats because this is not about honesty for them. So in contrast, why don't I offer up three legitimate solutions? The first solution is to simply keep the status quo. I mean, it seems to have been working for us just fine. I mean, if we take a moment to remember the entire purpose of the city, it's to house the government of the United States. And actually, they still do get representation because they're, uh, besides their elected city government, we get federal representation through a vote for the president. And as James Madison pointed out, D.C. doesn't need congressional representation because they hold plenty of influence simply by virtue of location. You think that the people in this district don't have influence in our government? I mean, that's nonsensical. So the second legitimate option would be that D.C. becomes part of Maryland because the city was first formed by land given by both Virginia and Maryland, and the Virginia part has already been given back. We'd still have the issues that, that, that Jim Jordan brought up, but it's at least more sensible than a city becoming its own state. And then the third option, if the problem, as, as the license plates puts it, is taxation without representation, well then why don't we just end the taxation part? I mean, as a DC resident, I'd totally be down with that. Maybe you just don't tax us. No, but seriously, the Heritage Foundation has floated the solution and they pointed out that, quote, the fiscal impact to the federal government if we ended taxation would be quite small. In 2006, DC residents accounted for 0.32% less than a third of a penny of every dollar of total federal income tax revenue. So the point is, there are plenty of options that don't include this insane idea of turning a city into a state. Now to do our due diligence, we reached out to Mayor Bowser's office to see if she would support these alternative options, these three alternative options, and <laughs> you're gonna be shocked to hear this, but she did not reply. Not surprising, but doesn't matter since her actions make her agenda patently clear. The only option she has been advancing is statehood, and why? Because she wants more Democrats in, in the Senate. If this were really about taxation without representation, then why wouldn't these other options be on the table? Because it's not about that. All they actually care about is Democrats controlling the Senate. This whole DC statehood agenda, and that's what it is, it's an agenda, is nothing but dirty politics. You know it, I know it, and we're not gonna fall for it at all here on this program. A reminder to everyone, I'd really appreciate it if you'd please rate, review, and subscribe to the White House Brief Podcast. It will make sure the truth rises above all the other stuff out there. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.